Hallelujah means I praise, I thank my God who created me the way I am, gave me life and gave me material things. Hallelujah covers all those things. So I'm going to say the peace of the Lord be upon you, and the answer is? And I want us to say it in such a way that if the devil is around with his own people, wherever, he runs away from us. Are we together? So, the peace of the Lord be upon you. The peace of the Lord be upon you. And the peace of the Lord be upon you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we want to thank you. We thank you for today as for all days gone by. We thank you for good weather, conducive weather. Lord, you have heard what we had to say to you through the songs we have sung. And time has come for us now to hear what it is you'd want to speak to us through me. And so, Lord, I ask you to bless my lips and my tongue that they may speak your things clearly. And I pray that you open our ears that we may hear, our minds that we may understand, our hearts that we may receive your message. And I ask you to help us do it hereafter. For I pray in Jesus' name. Since I am alone here, I am asking you to allow me to take off this mask here. I can't. Where the, here. Right. Many times I have been told that these days my voice is no longer as loud as it, it always was before. I pray that you will hear me. If you can't hear me, put up your hand. I bring you greetings from my dear wife. Uh, she's not able to be with us because we have a sick person who has been in the hospital for over a month now. And so she had to be there and uh, she sent greetings and we covet your prayers. I want to thank um, the people who sat and decided Muhima would be the speaker on this occasion. And I praise the Lord that I am a member of the seniors. The top Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The topic I was given to share with us this afternoon is spiritual maturity the goal for every Christian. Spiritual maturity 
which is the goal. Your goal, my goal. And the goal for every Christian. And I want to begin by asking this question. What is spiritual maturity? And how is it acquired? What is spiritual maturity? And how is it acquired? In other words, how do you and I and all of us Christians become spiritually mature? How do you and I and all of us become spiritually mature? And I want to say that spiritual maturity uh, means the depth of our faith in God. It means the depth of our knowledge of God and our knowledge about God. And what is the difference between our knowledge of God and our knowledge about God? What is the difference? The difference is this. That our knowledge of God is our relationship with him as a result of our personal encounter with him through Jesus Christ. That when you encounter God through Jesus Christ, like he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, no one comes to the Father, no one comes to God except through me. Now when we encounter God through Jesus Christ, we develop what we call the knowledge of God. A good example is Saul. Remember a man called Saul? Very highly educated person with several degrees. One other degree in Jewish law. He knew about God quite a lot. He had read everything about God. But he persecuted the church. One day, as he travels to Damascus to kill more Christians, to arrest more Christians, he has an encounter with God through Jesus. The story is long. Many of you must have read it. Saul finds himself lying down or falling down. And he hears a voice, Saul, 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 why do you persecute me? And Saul asks, but who are you, master? Who are you? And Jesus says, I am the one that you have been persecuting since you became 
a Jewish rabbi. And as many of you know, Saul, from that day, of his knowledge of Jesus Christ, not about, but of Jesus Christ, as a, as a result of the experience, from that day, Saul became a transformed person or begin the journey of transformation to the extent that he changed his name from Saul to Paul. And that's why he writes in his letter, his second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 17 specifically. He says, if anyone be in Christ, that person becomes a new creature. You can't be in Christ and remain the same. Never. You can't be in Christ. You can't have knowledge of Christ. You can't have knowledge of God as a result of encounter and remain the same person. Never. I know it because I know it. That's my testimony. I knew about God. I knew about Jesus. In fact, I taught religious education when I was teaching in primary. I mean, I, you know, I could talk about God according to what the Bible says. But no sooner had I finished teaching about God than I went and did evil stuff. It is not until I had an encounter with Jesus Christ in a dancing hall at a bishop's senior secondary school when I was at Bishop Taka Theological College training to become a clergyman. Can you imagine that? Had gone there to just really, I want to become a clergyman, but I wanted to use Bishop Taka Theological College as, as, as a step toward Chambogo College. TTC at that time. And Jesus encountered me. Jesus in a dancing hall spoke to me vividly, clearly. And I yielded. The story is long. I yielded. I said, okay, if that's what you want me to be, that's what you want me to be. And as a result, this is the man you see. You can't believe it, but whoever sees me knows that I am a transformed person. I do remember I studied with a young man and uh, we didn't meet again. This was at Nyakasura. We didn't meet again until 20 years later. Never. It was actually at the funeral service of the late Bishop Festo in Kavale. And when I preached, he was in the congregation. And he drew closer to me after I had preached. We hadn't met in 20 years. I was called Bakaitwako at Nyakasura. But now, Muhima, I had changed my name. 
And he asked me, are you Bakaitwako? <laughs> and I said to him, yes. And the next question, the next question was, do you still smoke? Can you imagine? Before he even greeted me, I was a smoking addict, drinking, and the rest of it. I became a father at the age of 19, denied responsibility when she told me she was pregnant. And I said, no way, it can't be me. It was not, not until the child was born that I agreed this is my child. The nose was mine. The color was mine. What am I saying? I'm saying when you know God, you become a transformed person. You start the journey, you start the journey of spiritual growth, spiritual maturity. Our knowledge of God is our relationship with him as a result of our encounter, personal encounter with him through Jesus Christ. Now, our knowledge about him, on the other hand, is our head, or if you want, our academic information about him. It is not spiritual knowledge but academic or head knowledge. When you know him, you talk about, when you know him, you talk to him. You no longer talk about him. When you know about him, you talk about him, you preach about him, you sing about him, you read about him. But when you know him, are you marking the difference between knowing him and knowing about him? When you know about him, you talk about him, you preach about him, you sing about him. But when you know him, you now begin to sing to him. You begin to talk to him. You begin to relate to him. There is a big difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Knowing God is knowledge of God. Knowing about him is knowledge about God. It's academic. It's up here. And you can have knowledge about him here and get a PhD. Oh, yes. But that doesn't necessarily mean you know him. So, I was saying knowledge about him, on the other hand, is our head or academic information about him. It is not spiritual knowledge, but academic. Now the question is, how do we encounter Jesus Christ? 
so that we may acquire the knowledge of God. In other words, how do we encounter Jesus Christ so that we may have a relationship with God, our creator, through him? <clears throat> how is that? The apostle John has the answer to this question. He says in John chapter 1, verse 12 and verse 13, he says that as many as believe in Jesus and accept or receive, if you want, him, he, Jesus, gives them power or permission to become children of God, to become members of the Christian family. Brothers and sisters, it's one thing to believe in Jesus. It's another thing to accept him. Now, when you believe in Jesus, but you haven't accepted him, that is academic knowledge. But when you believe and receive, then it becomes spiritual knowledge. And very soon I'm going to be asking you a question. But the Bible says, as many as believed in his name, and secondly, received him or accepted him, he gave permission to become children of God. As many as believed in his name and received him, he gave permission to become children. Ask yourself, am I a child of God? 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 Or am I simply a believer? This Jesus we are talking about, and many of you have read this before, is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life for anyone who wants to be a child of God and become a member of the family of God. It is, the only way, it is only when we, we, we are connected with God through Christ that we begin to mature spiritually. You, you can't grow spiritually if you are not connected with Christ. No way. And the only way you can be connected with Christ is through encounter the two of you. Now, what are the indicators that show that one is growing spiritually mature? What are the signs that show his or her spiritual maturity? In other words, what are the visible, tangible, and audible signs that show our spiritual growth in our knowledge of God? Not about God, 
but knowledge of God. How do you measure that? How do you determine? The Apostle Peter gives them in the second reading where that was ably read to us. Second Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 9. We are going to look at the indicators that show that you are growing spiritually. The requirements, the audible, the visible, the tangible signs that show that you are growing spiritually. This letter was written to the Christians that were living in uh, Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, and Bessania. And these audible, invisible, tangible indicators are, are, are as follows. To show you that somebody is actually growing. One, moral excellence. When you develop moral excellence, it shows that you are growing. By moral excellence, I mean no moral, no immoral behavior. Sleeping around, smoking drugs, getting drunk. I live in Chireka. Oh, my friend, you, you should go and live in Chireka and you know what I'm talking about. Some people wake up at 3 a.m. and they begin to sing obscene stuff. We have a market just next door. Terrible, terrible situation. And when you come to them, they will be force. Mary. In other words, they are baptized. They go to church. But that is only knowledge about God. They haven't come to knowledge of God through Jesus Christ. So, signs that indicate somebody is growing morally, rather spiritually mature. Moral excellence, self-control. You don't become angry at room temperature. Self-control. You control yourself. Even when somebody has uh, annoyed you. Not too long ago, uh, a man drove very badly for his, uh, the one who was following. And the one who was following passed him by and had an egg. Had an egg. And he was so, so, so angry with the driver, he threw it at him because the window was open. He threw it at him, and the egg burst. And you know how you must, I mean, 
can you imagine what the man looked like the man who threw the egg had a temper indeed this person drove badly for him but did he have to hit him with an egg so my dear friends self control is another indicator that you are growing spiritually mature Three, patient endurance. Accepting a person as they are. Not that you agree, but you are patient with them for as long as you live with them. Patient, accepting a person as he or she is. Another ingredient that shows that you are growing spiritually mature, godliness. Godliness. Godliness is really speaking the truth in love, not throwing the truth at somebody. Friends, you can know the truth, and you won't speak the truth. But if you throw that truth at somebody, it hurts. It is Bishop Festo who used to say, if you want to speak the truth to somebody that it may make sense, put it in an envelope. Put it in an envelope and hand it over to them. That envelope is love. Speak to people, the truth, but always in, always in, husband and wife speak the truth to each other in love. If you throw it at her, she will throw it back at you. And if she throws it back at you, you know what happens. There is a story I always tell when I am wedding couples here. This husband and his wife, they, they, they had an argument. The argument turned into a quarrel. And, uh, and they really began to speak very loudly at each other. Uh, speaking the truth, but really, you know, and the man became so angry, he said to her in Rinyankwere Ruchigaru Horro, Nduga huiwe mbawe, get off me, you bitch. And when she heard that, she zipped up. Amani machenega teremi chumirunji. And the day went by, next day, a week, they talk, but not really, a second week. At the end of the second week, they had an invitation to go for a wedding somewhere. And as they went, they passed by a church. And there was a beach lying in front of this church. The man was leading the way. He went past the church. 
the dog. And then his wife hurried and said, you haven't said hello to your sister-in-law. You know why? She was called a bitch. And now he, she is saying to him, you haven't greeted your sister-in-law. So when you know the truth, don't throw it at somebody. Put it in an envelope and hand it over them. So, ingredients that show spiritual maturity, moral excellence, self-control, patient endurance, godliness, and then love for all of God's people regardless of uh, our differences, regardless of our tribe, regardless of our religion, regardless of our uh, political affiliation. These are ingredients that show that you are growing maturely. The more we grow like this, the more we will become spiritually mature. And the more we grow like this, the more we become like Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now, in our pursuit of spiritual maturity, we need to grow deep and deep in our connection with God. The deeper you go, we need to grow deep and deep in our relationship, in our connection with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the deeper our relationship with Jesus is, the deeper our connection with God will be. And the deeper our connection with God is, the deeper our spiritual maturity will be. Let me come to the end of this sermon. I want to ask you and myself and suggest that we model Jesus Christ as our example. And the only way of modeling him is by abiding in him and he in us. Because he said, abide in me and I in you and you will bear wonderful fruit. If we want to bear those indicators there, the choice for us Christians is to abide in Jesus and he in us. To stay in him and he stays in us. Only that way can we bear fruit. And that should be our goal. That should be your goal. That should be my goal. That should be our goal as Christians. And so now, as I conclude, I conclude with a question. How are you? It's not a greeting. How are you?
It's one thing to be a church member. It's one thing to be an Anglican or Catholic or whatever, or Pentecostal. It's completely another thing to be a Christian. May I repeat that? It's one thing to be a member of the church, to be called an Anglican, to be called a, a, a Christian. Completely another thing to be a born-again Christian. And the only way you and I can become born again is through Christ. Encounter, personal encounter, like Saul encountered him and he became Paul. Are you transformed? The problem in this country is God bless you. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, 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 uh. How are you? Let us pray. Father, thank you for speaking to us. And I pray in the name of Jesus that as men as have heard this message, if it makes sense, you write it on their hearts using your finger as the pen and the blood of your son as the ink so that it is indelibly etched so no, nobody can erase it. And I ask you, Heavenly Father, to soften our hearts that we may receive it give us the courage to put it into practice so that we may grow spiritually mature. And may all this be to the glory of your holy name. Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.